do the fucking show. Bruce Buffer, psych, I know I sounded like him, but this is downtown Boosie, what up, what up, and uh, another week, another game to talk about, a game, I'm obviously recording before the San Jose Sharks game tonight, you guys know me by now, I am no night owl, but this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions, go check out the website primetimeproductions.net, go follow them on Twitter, because there's another giveaway this weekend, I'm not going to tell you what the giveaway is, but we are tweeting it out Friday night. We will pick a winner Sunday. So make sure you follow them on Twitter at primetime prods. And uh, we got another phenomenal Bobby's corner coming at you. We have no Brett. I'm going solo dolo. He uh, he's having no luck with the connection out there in good old Canada. So um, that's another dub for the USA. I mean, is it a dub though? Because I'm missing my, I'm missing my co-host, but it's okay. Well, we will find a way to get through this, so bear with me, guys. Uh, unfortunately, we only have one game to talk about. One freaking game. And, of course, it's the one freaking game I was blacked out at. I mean, I wasn't really blacked out, but I was I was feeling nice. Um, saw a lot of cool people. Got to see our pal, our gal, Shan. Uh, saw Tanya. Saw the birthday boy Greg himself. Uh, got to got to meet Jake as well. That was awesome. So it was good to get together with some some of the uh, Bruins Twitter community. All hang, have some fun. Uh, you know where I started started and ended my night at the greatest bar. Uh, those green tea shots went down like water. And um, I'm not a guy who usually gets hungover. Like I don't really get hungover. I don't know why God blessed me with that ability, but. Uh, he didn't want to bless me being six five, but he blessed me with. I think I I think I can count on like one hand the amount of times I've actually like truly been hungover, and Sunday was one of them. That just shows I'm getting old because um, fuck man, I was I was hurting bad Sunday. I was, I had never had a headache like that before, but it was a blast. It was a it was a great game. Got to see a penalty shot goal. That was cool. Uh, I do want to talk about the Bruins' scoring ability a little bit, but before we kind of, yeah, before we get into the game, we have another phenomenal Bobby Corner. I know I already said that, but Bobby talks about his little, his hatred for Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, Bobby just kind of brings the heat, and he was down under the weather a little bit uh, when recording this too, and he still knocked it out of the park. I'm going to shoot it over to Bobby's corner bright and early for you guys to get you guys. You guys are probably driving into work right now, Friday fucking morning. You guys are probably all jacked up. I know my boy Belboni already texted me. He's going to the game tonight. 
because he's he lives in San Jose and uh, he's going to the game tonight. And he 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 asked for the episode to be uploaded by then. Well, he didn't ask. He just said he was kind of hoping for and for my boy Balboni. I can do that for you. Let's uh yeah, let's shoot it over to Bobby's corner. Because I know, like I was saying, bright and early, you guys are driving into work, or you could be Balboni himself driving to the game. Hopefully, by the next time, I mean, as as, as I'm, we're recording as Bobby's talking, the Bruins are two and zero right now, baby. I mean, a lot could change. I mean, how many games? Do we, what do we have? Three more games. At least we'll talk. At least we'll have games to talk about next week, more than just one. But yeah, before I ramble on anymore, just you guys are welcome. Thank us later. Enjoy Bobby's Corner, folks. From the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Papa Bruski. What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by... Primetime Productions. Ugh. What is going on, folks? How we feeling? How you doing? You enjoyed last night's game? How tired are you? How much coffee did you pump in you? You at Dunkin's right now? You at Starbucks right now? You at your local coffee shop right now? Where you at, baby? Little cherry pie for ya. All right, let's swing right into this one, shall we? Can we talk about, let's take a minute here. I know you're in the future, you've seen the San Jose game, but can we talk a little bit about the Nashville game again? I want to say, Nashville-Boston, they have a weird dynamic. Marshy always gets a little bit spicy in those games, I find. He's always chirping at the refs, he's always, you know, taking an extra swing at a player. And to catapult that with Ryan O'Reilly being on the team now, it was just a hate fest I found, which I liked because I found the Chicago game, although entertaining, wasn't, it was more of a hockey game. You know, it was a nice, it was nice to see Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno. I'm, I'm super happy that Taylor Hall's okay. He's not injured. But this game, after, you know, uh, festivities, the centennial celebrations, you know, the galas that we've seen. For this game to come in and to bring just like the hatred out of me. I mean, I'm not going to repeat what I said. I, I had a few Wally Pops. That's no excuse. But let's just say that I'm not a fan of Ryan O'Reilly anymore. I, I mean, broke our hearts, obviously. Was kind of jacked about him going to Toronto. You know, he's friends with Dallas Green, my big city and color guy. But now I don't even know. I might sell my city and color tickets when he comes in February. I don't know if I want to see Dallas Green, he's that good of friends with Ryan O'Reilly. I don't like Ryan O'Reilly anymore. I don't like the Nashville Predators. I don't like their fucking jerseys. I don't like their coach. I don't like Ryan McDonough. I think you, uh, UC Saros is a great goalie, but I can't wait for him to leave that fucking place. Fuck the Nashville Predators, okay? I've got other funny personal reasons. Like I'm not actually mad about what happened a few years ago with my ties to Nashville, but it's fun. It's fun to get a dub out of them, you know? I know when they beat us, it's going to be the end of the world. I know that, but... I just want to say, it was nice. That little uh, scuffle Marshy got in the corner with Ryan O'Reilly, that's what brought it out of me. That's when I was like, I'm in. We're here. Let's go. It's big booty Bruins hockey, baby. And we're here to fucking take it to the moon. 
Okay. And Jeremy Swayman, what a performance. What a performance. Jeremy fucking Swayman making all Mark's life hell. He's got to make the jump this year. I was listening to Two Pad Stack the other day, and they made a great point. This is the season that Swayman has to make that gap between him and Allmark. He has to show the Bruins. He has to show the league. He is a starter. And then we got to sort the rest out later on. Man. Watching other games on a Tuesday, Monday. Didn't get around to it on Wednesday. I was uh, band practice all night. And then, I don't know, I, I died all of a sudden. I'm not sure. I got a fever. My head, the room started spinning. I thought, this is it. This is it. This is how I go. I better start writing out the will. Better call my lawyer. Um, I'm okay now, though. I have to say, so Tuesday night, one of the games I had penciled in for the night that I wanted to watch and was partially part of the reason why I didn't go to the Jets game that night. Uh, so I was super excited to see the Buffalo Sabres and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, Sunday night football was my New York football giants taking on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Stadium was packed. Crowd was rocking. It was a pretty uh, pretty intense football game. Uh, I do want to make a side note that Damian Harris is okay. He's fine. He's out of the hospital, and that's the best news they can get out of anything like that. Very scary situation with them, especially what happened last year with uh, DeMar Hamlin. So I figured Buffalo would be rocking. I figured... Tuesday night, Tampa's in town. You've got this team with high expectations this year. You're thinking playoffs. I'm thinking more. I'm thinking it's going to be sold out. I'm thinking it's going to be rocking. I'm thinking Buffalo fans are going to be cursing at Kucherov, cursing at Braden Point, whoever's in goalie, chanting a name. Game comes on, and half of the bowl's empty. And it's kind of like lackluster. Tampa's kind of got the speed. Buffalo's kind of doing their thing. Game goes on more. Bowl's still empty. And I'm just kind of sitting there going like, this Buffalo Sabres team is essentially guaranteeing their fans. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make a racket. And this is an interdivisional game, and it's not even close to being 80% sold out. At least people in the seats. And I just think that's embarrassing. So I make a joke about it. And then later on in the night, I watched uh, Carolina and San Jose. Now, that one I'll give a little bit of leeway for. San Jose's in a very messy situation as an organization. But that bowl, pockets of it empty, but still pretty packed. Still pretty rowdy, fans. Still getting into it. That was actually a pretty good hockey game, by the way. I'm kind of excited to watch San Jose and Boston tonight. Um, I'm excited to see the rest of San Jose get torn apart because that's what's happening, but... Carolina looking good, though. And I hate to say it, Michael Bunting might be a sneaky great pickup out of uh, all the pickups in the offseason. He's fit right at home in the Carolina Hurricanes. And then as the night draws on, I'm seeing on all the socials, the X, the Instagrams, the ChristianMingles.net, the Nixopias, the threads, people making these jokes about Winnipeg relocating back to Atlanta. And I'm thinking, why are we doing this? Why are we, like, this is not funny. And then I see that Mike McIntyre, who's a beat reporter for the Jets, and Scott Billick, who's also a beat reporter for the Jets, both thought that it was a very good idea to tweet out and report the attendance of the Jets that night. And to point out that for the second game in a row, they'd uh, not sold 4,000 seats, and that LA Kings Tuesday night game 
was the lowest in attendance since the Jets had come back. Why they thought this was a good idea, I guess, I don't know. You got to do your job, right? You got to report something. And if Scott's going to tweet it, then Mike's got to tweet it. Or if Mike's going to tweet it, then Scott's got to tweet it. I get it. But I think this is very harmful for the Jets. I think it's very harmful for the league. Revenue, uh, attendance issues have been down across the league in the past few years. Of course, we're the only team that hasn't sold out their home opener. We're the only team that follows up their home opener by selling less tickets than the home opener. And the thing that rattles me about this, because I don't know if I should defend Jets fans or if I should yell at them, because I just don't know what to make of the situation. I live here. I do cheer for the Jets because I have to, because I feel like some of the people that do cheer for the Jets don't give a shit about the Jets. And this, the last two games have proven my case. But you know whose else case this has proven? Pierre-Luc Dubois, whose first game back was on Tuesday. He comes back with the Kings, and he beats the shit out of us, and he scores a couple of goals. He skates onto the ice, and he sees all the empty seats. There is no fucking way in hell Drew Doughty did not skate up to him at some point and said, Wow, kid, did you not? You made the right decision. You absolutely, wow, rock star shit. Good on you, PLD. Like, I don't understand. Like, this was a game that every Jets fan should have went out of their way to attend to prove the PLD that he was wrong. We have a rocking barn, a rocking fan base, and you made a big mistake. Instead, we proved him right. Or not we, you proved him right. What is wrong with you guys? I remember when Jack Eichel, who more or less got demanded his way, well, I'm not going to say demand. he got out of Buffalo. He went back to Vegas, not back. He went to Vegas. I'm slurring my words. I'm rattled, okay? His first game back from Vegas in Buffalo, sold out game, rocking house, to the point where he was making low blow comments saying that's the loudest he's ever heard that place. Why the Jets fans couldn't have that same mentality towards PLD, who for the last two years has made it very clear that he's not staying in Winnipeg, that he never wanted to be here in the first place. He only came here because his daddy was working here. Like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And let, let's, let's follow up with the home opener. Because all summer, so since May 1st of this year, up until October 14th, let's say, only thing I heard, if I wore anything bees out in public, even if I had my Red Sox hat on and people found out I liked the bees, People rubbing the Florida Panthers in my face, laughing about the Florida Panthers, going, oh, you blew a 3-1 series lead, greatest season of all time, you blew it. Oh, Florida Panthers went away the cup, that should have been you. And then what do the Jets fans do? They don't even show up to see the Florida Panthers take on their fucking team during a home opener. And their excuse? We were at the cabin. If you can afford to have a fucking cabin, you can afford to go to a fucking game on Tuesday night in Winnipeg. And don't tell me the tickets are too fucking expensive. Yeah, are they taxed? Lower bowl? Yes, but the lower bowl was full. It's the fucking top bowl that was empty. Those were not taxed. They're not taxed on game time. They're not taxed on the secondary market websites. Fuck you. Morgan Wallen? Nickelback? I'm sure some other country bumpkin came into town and charged $300 a ticket and they sold out the fucking place. Where did I hear the issues during those fucking shows for the parking's awful, 
Downtown's dirty and awful. It was so dangerous. The drinks were so expensive. And not once did I hear any of those fucking fans pipe up to that. And let me tell you another thing. Those fans, and the reason why I pointed up Morgan Wallen and Nickelback, because last night, because that is the demographic that Jets cater to. That is the only demographic that the Jets cater to. That is the only demographic the Jets care for. There's a reason that when you go to the fucking games, there's a police escort. There are police on the south side of the arena. And they're always directing traffic. You never see police on the north side of the arena directing traffic because they don't give a fuck about the people who live up north of the city. They'd rather get all of the people who drink way too much, got behind the wheel, and got home safely. They'd rather care about the people down south because that's where all the season ticket holders are. So fuck you guys. I don't want to hear the whole uh, tickets are too taxed. Every time I've been to a Barmer game this year, it's been sold out. You know how much the tickets I sat in and the nosebleeds were? 70 fucking dollars. You know how much a nosebleed ticket costs at the Jets game? $69. And you get a free fucking beer when you go on Thursdays. Fuck you guys. It's time for these Jets fans to fucking nut up, shut up, or dare God, don't even fucking squeak when someone makes a relocation joke. Because at this fucking rate, you deserve to be relocated. And you know what? I'm not even talking about all the Jets fans. For all the ones that I know that are passionate, that do go to games, that do care about their team, I'm sorry. You know who I'm yelling at, and I'm not yelling at you. Sorry. But something has to fucking change. Now. Okay. Gosh. I did an AMAA. Let's talk about it. Centennial season Steven would like to know, will people shut up about how badly we draft this? We've seen a lot of fruit coming from those trees. No, they will not shut up because 2015 is scarred into their brains. Listen. If we draft Matt Barzell or Kyle, Kyle Connor in 2015 and not um, Saboral or Zach Senishin, we don't lose the Cup 4-1. to one. We lose it 4-2 to two or 4-3. to three. That's the only difference. Number two, if you can merge two <laughs> different animals to create the ultimate animal, what two animals would, you, would it be? I would take a red panda and I would take a corgi and I would merge them together to have the ultimate pet and... Depending on what gender it wants to identify as, even if it, if it wants a gender. Um, let's say if it comes out as a boy, I'm going to name it Elvis. And if it comes out as a girl, I'm going to name it Aretha. Because either one's going to be the queen or one's going to be the king. Either way, they're going to rock my fucking world. Bird, the big bear. Who wins the following fights? Lucic versus O'Reilly. I'm going to have to give Lucic this one. O'Reilly was... O'Reilly was, uh, you, you use a fucking fighter, but Luch's power. Thornton versus Milbury. Barring that Milbury doesn't get to use a shoe, I'm going with Thorts, and actually, I would pay good money to see them. Stock versus Byers. I gotta go with Byers on that one. Sorry. Grace versus Lauren. That'll be the headlining act. And then Neely versus Frederick. I'm sorry, Liv. Cam will rip Trent Frederick in half. Maybe he should. And then re-sew them back together like a monster and create a 40-goal score. Grace versus Lauren. I'm going to go with Lauren on this one. I think Grace is all talk. Just saying. I think Lauren's got a left hook. I can see it. 
Would I want to see it? No. But could I see it? Yeah. Grace hates everyone anyway. Just kidding. Go blue, baby. Check out their podcasts. All goals, no misses on Primetime Productions. I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys, Brett and Boosie. Enjoy the California swing, baby. You've been great. I've been Bobby. And to quote Nancy, whatever you do, don't fall asleep. And that was another phenomenal Bobby's Corner. And yes, I know I've said that like three or four times already. He does not pay me to say that. I speak it from the heart, baby. Uh, Actually, listen to this one. Unlike last week's. Love you, Bobo. That 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 certainly helped the drag along this episode because I mean I'm only fucking five minutes in myself and I have no idea what the fuck I'm gonna talk about. But well, I do know what I'm gonna talk about. The Bruins played the Nashville Predators Saturday this past Saturday. Kind of weird that Nashville decided to name their team after Wally, but we can talk about that a different day. I have some concerns with the Boston Bruins. And um, after we talk, I do want to, there, there are little line changes today going into tonight's game versus San Jose that we'll get into a little bit. And maybe, maybe, maybe I'll even torch our boy Mike Sullivan for uh, that horrendous trade offer or trade proposal that he had for Connor Garland. Uh, <laughs> There, there were some things uh, they 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 changed a little bit on the lines. We'll get into that a little bit, but I do have some worries. So as you guys were obviously watching Saturday night, the Bruins did not score a five-on-five goal. They did not score a shorthanded goal. They scored two power play goals and a penalty shot goal. JVR on brand. On brand, baby. Two Genos. I mean, those are the kind of goals that you brought him into into uh, score. Uh, that's the kind of power play you want to see out of him. So he's producing there. Sound. It looks like he's starting to get comfortable with that. I do have some worries with the five on five play and the power play. I, I mean, oh well. Let's also not forget that the refs. I mean, Jesus, we'll get into that in a second. But the Bruins were great on the PK, so I have no worries there. But the. The power play did its job. You scored on a very good goaltender. They do have good good D in Nashville. You you do you do want to see a little bit more out of the power play. I mean, they were moving around just fine, but you do want to see a little bit more. Uh, JVR as advertised, as I already said. So that's nice. But I, I'm worried about the bumper position. It's just kind of. You you have Marshy just down there in the corner, kind of doing his thing, and he and he's either gonna find pasta across across the uh, across the pond on the other side for that gorgeous one tee shot that he has, or he would typically try to find Bergie in the bumper. And you have a left-handed centerman in Zaka playing the bumper. That's it hasn't really clicked yet. Granted, it's very early on in the season. I do want to see some changes. Uh, in today's practice, they had basically the same power play units out there on PP1 and PP2. They did change around the lines a little bit. I am worried about the five-on-five scoring. Uh, granted, I think you had two even-strength goals against the Blackhawks, and one was an empty netter. So, I mean, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, 
it's the Blackhawks. I mean, they they made the Blackhawks look better than they actually excuse me than they actually are. Even though the Blackhawks put a beat down on Toronto the other night, that was nice to see. But I don't know, man. Five on five. Uh, I mean, we kind of all knew it was going to be a drop off. Obviously, you weren't going to score seven hundred goals again in the season and have like a plus six hundred goal differential, basically, give or take a few, a few. Uh, yeah, give or take a few. And I'm reading up on these lines too. We'll get into it. We'll get into it shortly. But I don't know, man. I, like you, you lost. Yes, you lost obvious talent. Um, you lost your two top centermen, Mac, not Mac Boy Coyle. Just doesn't seem to be that guy. And this kind of ties into the lines that uh, were being changed around a little bit. And this is, I don't have a lot to nitpick about Monty. And granted, the the change up of the lines, the shake up of the lines were warranted. But yeah, he's just—I feel like he overthinks a little bit too much. I don't know. It, it's just weird. It, I sometimes I wish he would just kind of trust the process. I mean, it's early on in the season, so that's the time to shake up the lines, anyways. You're going against a shitty San Jose team, which. They don't even know if they're going to wave LeBlanc or not. Now he's supposedly going to play tonight. They don't even know what's going on over there. Uh, I think, was it was it their GM Greer who, who, who signed a guy? I think it was his first free agent signing this uh, over the summer, and then they ended up waving him or something like that. I, I forget what it was, but you're going against a very shitty San Jose team. So good. Play 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 around with the lines. Saturday he did that a little bit too, but if it weren't for your power play unit and if it weren't for the penalty shot, which I don't know what what you guys did you guys think, not that you guys can even tell me as I'm going here, but maybe you guys can uh tweet at us tomorrow. But did you guys think that penalty shot was warranted? Do you think he had enough space for it to be a penalty shot. I mean, it's been a good amount of penalty shots uh, called already so far into this NHL season. And I feel like I wonder if there's some closed door meetings, maybe saying, Hey, let a call a few more penalty shots instead of power plays set of penalties. Uh, because I think there was another one, one last night, Wednesday night, as we were talking, I forget who it was. Oh, sorry. That red boy ain't kicking in baby. And, where where was I? Anyways, I forget where it was. That's a problem. Not having a co-host. No one to keep me in check. My ADD out the door. And I'm trying to catch up. I wasn't on Twitter much today. I'm trying to catch up on some of these uh, tweets coming out of Bruins practice. Sounds like Monty wasn't too happy, but I want to go through the lines. Coyle, in the offseason, said he was ready to take that next step. He's ready for a bigger role. And, uh, you know, he's got that dad strength now, girl dad strength. So he figured he was going to potentially go sicko mode. But I think what we're starting to learn about Coyle is that he's just not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. I want him to be, but it's kind of just been his whole career. Like, he's shown flashes, but I just, and this was my worry going into this upcoming season. But I just... I think he's just made to be a third line sentiment and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think the contract they gave him, they thought he was going to project into a second line sentiment in a sense. 
I like to see a little bit more out of Zaka, but I'm not going to nitpick him this week. I, I think I'm just going to kind of focus on Coil. Coyle being back on the third line with JVR and Trent Frederick. That's a big, big third line. I'm not, I have mixed feelings about it. I feel like it just could be a slow line, but I, I also feel like it, that's a line that could do some damage. You got some big boys, you got Coyle who can open up a lot of space for a guy like uh, JVR and Trent Frederick. Trent Frederick has been shooting uh, through two games. It feels like he's been shooting a lot more already. Uh, maybe it's just based off opportunities that he's had because he's been on a third line uh, the first two games with Patra and and, and Geeky. And they've. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna look quickly to how many shots he has. So I mean, well, this is really just gonna show me. Oh no, shots! Shots! What the fuck? Oh, that's shorthanded. Okay. Where, oh, where is Trent? For, so he, he already has five shots on the season. Uh, that's, I feel like he's just kind of shooting more than he typically does. And I think that kind of just had a lot with the kind of, well, and he's feeding off the energy, uh, the confidence from last season of being a 17, scoring 17 goals. Jesus. Scoring 17 goals. He's kind of feeding off that energy and, I, I don't know. I, I liked Frederick, Patra, and Geeky in the preseason. I thought that line really cooked, but again, it's preseason, so it's kind of hard to base it off that because you're not going against some other true third liners. But I mean, the first game of the season, they they looked good. Like I I, I feel like they look they looked good in both games. I just I don't know how I feel with JVR in the third line. I feel like he could produce a little bit more playing up, but you got DeBrusque back on his strong side with with Pasta and Zaka. So I'm interested to see how that goes. I'm wondering if it kind of gets DeBrusque going because he's had a slow start to the season. And in the contract year, you definitely don't want that. And then a guy that you're kind of relying on to score 20 to 30 goals, you and you really need I mean, if he can push it to 30 goals, I feel like he could be a 30-goal scorer this season. You really need him to get a great start to the season because you know how he plays his mental warfare with himself, and he's a streaky guy, so all it takes is one to get him going, and then he can become a very streaky guy and then build confidence off of that. So that that that, that has the potential of being a dangerous line there too with Zaka and Pasta with how great their shots are, and even DeBrusque itself too. But I feel like DeBrusque will kind of be more of a guy who could potentially just sit more in front of the net, kind of clean up the garbage. But Patra and Geeky got moved up to the second line with Brad Martian, the captain himself. I'm excited to see Patra and Martian, what they can do together. I was initially on my I was I was a little bit confused with Geeky getting moved up there and not letting JVR play on his off wing. But it, you saw how the first two games went. Geeky and Patra kind of uh, shared. They kind of shared a face-off. Uh, I, I forget what the exact numbers were, but they were kind of split in the face-off uh, takes there. And I, and it's, it, it's, it's worked. And I'm wondering if they think between – Patra and Marshy, the, the offense that they are capable of producing, if they're just going to plant Geeky right in front of the fucking net. I mean, you saw it in the Blackhawks game. Uh, he had some good opportunities in front of the net. Uh, Geeky, I'm speaking of, in front of the net. 
So I'm I'm wondering if they can. And Kiki's a hard nosed player. I mean, he can he'll drive the fucking net. He'll he'll let you know he's there all night. And Patra, I mean, he's got. I think he has two good veterans on. Obviously, with Martian himself too. But Martian won't let him get uh, bullied or anything by any means out there. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what Patra and Marshy can do together. You heard them talk about a, a little bit in interviews. Just the excitement's there. Patra definitely deserves it, and I. I, I'm I kind of hope that this means that the kid's here to stay and there are benefits of him staying here because they just it, it gives you the flexibility. He can kind of go up and down and with every rookie, with every young rookie, there's growing pains. And you kind of want to see that with a good guy like Patra. I mean, I think he was drafted 54th overall. Uh he really, I mean, there's no sense in bringing him back to juniors. I hate that role too, but there's no sense of bringing him back to juniors. So I feel like both sides benefit with him just playing the whole season up. I get it. He's got a few more games to go before they make the decision. But I have a feeling Potro's going to stick around. Uh, as far as the back end, it kind of stays the same with Grizzlick, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Forbert, Shat, and Kirk. That third line pairing, man, that, that third D pairing. Holy fuck. It looks like sometimes they're moving in slow motion. But I feel like Shat and Kirk's getting better game by game. Granted, it's it's only two fucking games to talk about. That fourth line, moving back to the forwards, I just I, I don't really have much to say about the. And it sounds like all marks in that, but tonight, by the way, I know I'm all over the place, but I'm just looking at these lines and trying to get caught up. But that fourth line, I don't want to change one bit. I love what they're doing. Uh, I I still don't want to see Brown get in. I I don't want to see that. Heinen is still unsigned. He's kind of hanging around, traveling with the team. And they they asked him to be patient, and he's being patient. So you you got to imagine it's coming. I'm wondering if they just wait till after the nine game trial. But I mean, what are they going to do if they do decide to stick with Patra up here? Do they? Because you can't afford to keep Heinen and Brown up, and then have Mitchell be in the seventh defense, the seventh defenseman as well. So you're going to have to pick between Heinen and Brown. Uh, I think the smarter choice is obviously Heinen because Brown fucking stinks. But I mean, I think with that, if you if you wave Brown, send him down, obviously he'll go unclaimed. I think you can probably fit basically substitute uh, swap out one for what like I forget what Brown's contract is, but I mean, what's veteran minimum too? It would high or no Heinen is a little bit younger still too, so I don't think he gets like because I think when was it the thirty five plus where you have to get a minimum of one mil. I could be wrong. There's there is some age number there that you do get the minimum of, of one mil. But I mean, even even Heinen can get eight hundred and fifty thousand, eight hundred, nine hundred, seven 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 five. The Buffalo Sabres special. I don't know. We'll 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 kind of wait and see with that. I'm not. It's it's a fart in the wind, baby. I'm not even thinking about Heinen right now. It'd be nice if it could end up working out for both sides, and it would be nice because it would mean Brown would get sent down. He's just, he has showed us nothing. And unfortunately you have him for a whole other year, 800,000. Oh yeah. 800,000. That's what it is. So get Heinen for 800,000, send Brown down. And then you still basically have, I think it's a little over 500,000 in salary cap. And I see our boy, Mike Sullivan getting torched online, rightfully so because, um, 
he really wants Connor Garland because the Vancouver Canucks said they would retain up to 30% of his contract, which I think he's getting like 4.5 now. So if you're a mathematician and uh, because my math, my mathematician obviously ain't here and my boy Brett, but if you, I don't know, whatever that is. Um, I don't think he's a top six winger. I think he's a middle six guy. I think he can plug in and play the right side just fine. But do you really want a line potentially of Marshan, Patra, and Garland? I mean, that's gonna be the smallest line in the league, right? What what is Connor? How tall is Connor Garland? That is a great question because I mean <clears throat> I he can't be tall. I don't think he's taller than I don't think he's taller than uh Marshy, right? I and that would essentially Tell me how fucking tall he is, Wikipedia. That would essentially mean that Patra would be your biggest player at 5'11". Yeah, he's 5'8", so he's the same height as Brad Martian, or maybe Brad Martian will probably tell you he's 5'9", just like I do on dating apps. Just kidding. I actually am 5'9", 69 inches tall. Keep the change. How are you? Uh, so that would instantly be, be – has to be the smallest line in hockey, right? Do you want to play with the fast little line? I don't know. That would be interesting to see for sure because you have a great veteran in Brad Marchand who has just mastered the game at playing as an undersized winger. And uh, but the, he is getting older. He is getting older, so it, it is a little bit worrisome. You don't want to put too much. Yeah, he's he's five nine on on Wikipedia. So yeah, maybe he went in and changed that. Who knows? But that's a, that's a small second line. That's an undersized second line. Not sure how I'd feel about that. Uh, I mean, even so, you, you would say you would put Connor Garland on the third pairing with Coyle and say Frederick. Frederick's playing his off wing, which he actually prefers to play. But, but like, is it enough? I don't know. Is it enough? I, I, I don't know. That doesn't necessarily move the needle for me. Uh, he wanted, basically, Sully wanted to give up Lysel, Lori three first round picks grizz all that no not really but it felt like that <laughs> i'm not even going to get into what his proposal was <laughs> but he, he did get torched he's actually live streaming right now on twitch uh saying encouraging people to come chirp him but i don't know man after looking at these new new lines that uh were shuffled around this morning it looks like that's what they're going to roll out with tonight against san jose you got Debrusque, Zaka, Pasta, Marshy, Patra, Geeky, JVR, Coyle, Frederick, and obviously the fourth line, Lucic, Beecher, and Laku. I like those lines. I and it's I already I know I already said it, and I'm probably gonna say a lot of shit already that I already said because this is fucking hard. I wasn't prepared to go solo dolo. Fuck you, Brett. Just can't love you, buddy. Nothing you can do about it. Well, there is something you can do about it. You can fucking move to Boston finally. Speaking of. I know I'm getting a little sidetracked. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. Two weeks at, from now, when recording, 13 days from when you're listening, Brett Howard, the Brett Howard, will be in town. And we'll be ripping it up at the Bruins-Leafs game. Uh, we'll be around all week. And if you want to come holler, come say hi to the boys. I can't fucking wait. I cannot wait. And then we'll, I'll, I think we're going to do like a live. Speaking of that episode, 
that week. You will not get an episode on November 3rd, but you will probably get it that Saturday because we're going to do a live recording that Friday so we can gather our thoughts, talk about the night before because it's Leafs Bruins, Revo the 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 fraud versus Lucic potentially. So we could have a lot to break down. So we're going to do it in person that Friday after the game. If you wanted, if you expected us to do it right after the game, you know, you know where I'll be. I will be at the greatest bar after I will be closing it down, baby acting like, actually, I don't think I'm going to go into work that Friday, but actually, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to be closing down the fucking bar. Jaeger bombs. Fuck that. Green tea shots are where they at, baby. Thank God Haley won't be in town. Uh, surprisingly, Shan didn't want to do any. Thank fucking God, because I did get her a few green tea shots, I think. I I think. I don't really remember. Shit, did I? I know I bought. Uh, I, know I, I know I had a few. Bought a few for some people. I went with some hockey friends. I don't know, man. Everything's a fucking blur. But yeah, if you're going to be around, that kind of remind me. Make sure uh, maybe... Hit us up. Come hang. We'll have some, a lot of adult beverages that weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, baby. I'm going to take over a touch tune somewhere. Play some fucking Creed, some Nickelback, all that shit. If you want to jam out with us, let us know. DM us, baby. But yeah, back to these lines. You're going against the San Jose Sharks. I feel like you have the luxury of playing around with those lines because they fucking stink. Then you got the Kings on Saturday. You couldn't bump that up a little bit. You still had to make it 1030. I know it's Saturday, but and then Sunday, 830. Uh, I'll miss that. I'll be at hockey, but they get the ducks, sharks and ducks. Those are those are two. Those are two teams that you can kind of fuck around with and just see what the lines work. See how the lines work. Because uh, Bruins, I mean. I think the Bruins traveled Tuesday. Yeah, they practiced Monday. They traveled Tuesday. Monty was not happy with how their practice went this morning, their pregame skate, all that stuff. So hopefully it wakes the boys up. I'm hoping. I mean, I really want to bet the over strictly on the Bruins. Seven fucking goals. Just light them up. Does Matty Potts get his first goal tonight against the San Jose Shark? Sharks? I'll tell you what. Yes, he does. Yes, he fucking does. Hopefully, too, because I bet on that. But Matty Potts is scoring his first NHL goal tonight against the San Jose Sharks. You guys are going to be listening to this Friday morning, driving into work. Oh, my God. Boosie Betts is back, baby. Fucking right. I've been fucking hot. And uh, I, I speaking of Boosie Betts, we'll bring it into this, and then we're going to wrap it up because I don't have much more to talk about before I ramble on anymore and get more sidetracked. But. Boosty bets, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you guys my secret away. Granted, it may have gone over two last night, but I'm I'm batting like I'm bad. I don't know. I don't know my exact numbers, but they're pretty fucking good. Okay, I've won a lot more than I've lost. Let's put it that way. Let's hope that continues to party on. But what you have to do is you have to go to same game parlay. You have to take no goals. If you guys remember last year, I talked about this. Won some money with that. Granted, I started doing it later on in the season because we obviously didn't get betting legal. Well, legally. Couldn't gamble till uh till what was it, March, I think. 
you take, you parlay no goals in the first five minutes of the game with a goal to be scored within the first 10 minutes of the game. You parlay that together. It's usually plus two something. You put a nice chunk of change down. I mean, I don't even know what I, how much I put that. I did two separate games tonight, but pussy bets. I, I don't know if you guys can hear that. It's raining hundreds right now. Stay hot, Boosie. Been having fun with that. I'm so glad the NHL's back. It's like the only sport I can like bet on and be good at. I also did a parlay. What was it, Tuesday night? I, I, I turned like fucking $2 into like $70. Not a big deal. I, I just, I think I took teams money line. I kind of forget. Uh, so actually, never mind. I went 0 for 3 last night, but we can ignore that. I am still. I say I'm still batting like 700, 700. It's it's only been a week, but we're we're there, baby. We're there. So ride with Boosie Bets, baby. Because that, why are you sending me a fucking email? Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked again. Boosie Bets is here to stay. We're going to make some fucking money. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you, Saturday night, put no goal in the first five, but a goal in the first ten. And let's get horny. Let's get horny. And let's fucking ride. Let's make some money. And let's get horny. And so we can buy the Jacobs out and get the yellow seats back, even though they got a new whatever of the garden, whatever the fuck it's called. His position was. I commented on it that saying bring the seats back because, oh, I said balcony Saturday night. Before I'll leave you with this before balcony. If if you're sitting, I think I was six row. I think I'm six, six or eight, one of those. If you're sitting balcony, you gotta like try to sit up front as close as possible because the higher you go up, the tighter those seats get. I was I was crammed in it. Don't get me wrong, I'm fucking yoked. Like my shoulders, man. I I'm walking around like one of those douchebags. I can't help it because I'm fucking yoked. But so it's hard for me naturally, just because I'm yoked. If you guys didn't hear me the first time, uh, it, it's just tough. Try to sit. Great. I think we're sitting balcony for the Bruins. Bruins Leafs game. Bro, what the fuck? Asking so many fucking questions. Um, sorry, getting sidetracked again. I'm going to wrap it up. But yeah, don't sit balcony. Do not sit. Well, balcony is fun. I mean, that's where the true fans are. Let's be honest. But it's tight. Unless you can be 100 pounds soaking wet. It's still probably tight for you, actually. But try to at least sit closer in balcony. But I do like what they did up there. I mean, with the Garden Society, all that stuff with the added bars up there. It's pretty sick. Oh, I'm going to leave you guys with this. I am going to leave you guys with this, okay? The TD Garden, if you're going to a concert, if you're going to the Celtics who start up this weekend, if you're going to the Boston Bruins, maybe November 2nd, and you're going to come hang with us, they have Heineken Silver there. They got the cast gas. You got to go to one of those self-checkout places, they got the cast gas, the Heineken Silver. They're not even paying me to 
say this, say this, say this, learn how to talk, Boosie. They're not paying me to say this. They got the cast gas, and you know Boosie Betts, downtown Boosie, was drinking them like they're going out, drinking it like it's fucking water. I was pounding those left and right, double fisting at all times. They got the Heineken Silvers. They got the big baddies right there. If Next time you're at, at TD Garden, whether it's an event, Celtics, Bruins, grab the cast gas. Thank me later. Marty the Meat Man can vouch for me on this because he tried it the other night. And he, he I, I, I don't lose. He said I'm four for four. I'm batting the thousand. I have not let Marty down at all. Humble brag. Credit to me for owning up to that. That'll wrap it up for whatever number episode this is of Only Bruins. I am your host, Downtown Boosie. And I appreciate you guys listening to this. And I'm sorry again because I know this was tough to get through. And if you got through this, you are a saint. And I will buy you a beer one day. I promise, because you deserve it after listening to me. But, hey, we made it to Friday, baby. We made it to Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you guys. Enjoy the fucking weekend. Let's go, Bruins. Till next time, stay cool. Peace.